Welcome everybody to another exciting, amazing, off-the-wall, thriller, beat it, dangerous, invincible episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Armand, A-R-M-O-N-D, wake up, all one word, um, clockradiospeakers.com, facebook.com slash clockradiospeakers, like us there because we like you too. Um, on Twitter, uh, use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers if you want to talk about the show or just uh, you know chop it up with us about music, politics, sports, life, whatever. Um, you do not hear a uh, a Caucasian voice over your <laughs> over your headphones. Uh, my man Doc is on his honeymoon, so um, I was debating. You know, was I going to take a week off because I show could use a vacation, um, but. You know, we threw a contest. If you listen to last week's episode, we threw a contest for basically whoever picked the uh, the dopest topic um, would win and, and get a chance to actually co-host the show. We got a really good we got a, a really good collection of topics. Some of those topics we're actually going to use on later shows. So give me that beat fools full time jack move. Um, <laughs> but the winner is um, my man from uh, Kansas City. St. Louis Jr. I threw the one shot in before I introduced you. <laughs> My man, um, he, he, if you if you listen, if you're familiar with um, uh, just for the hell of it, which is a sports show with uh, my man Phil the Breeze and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Unique, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we we chop it up on sports there, whatever. If you see us on Twitter, me and him kind of go back and forth with a lot of stuff. But it's my man A One. Talk to the people, A One. What's good? What's good, man? Um, I definitely appreciate the opportunity uh, to be on the show. I'm a big fan of Clock Radio Speakers, you and Dot. Uh, shout out to Dot. Congrats. Obviously, got married a little bit while ago, but now going on that good honeymoon. Um, hope he's having a good time enjoying that. And hopefully, you know, um, I don't disrespect the show. Like, I don't bring down the show's quality because you guys <laughs> put together a banging product, man. No doubt. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, um trying to think if there's anything else yeah doc will be back next week and we're going to talk about uh we're going to actually do a retrospective on big crit uh which is going to be interesting because we're doing a retrospective on a relatively new artist who already has three projects out in a year and a half so um that's going to be really dope so make sure you tune in next week oh my bad dps radio every sunday 4 to 6 p.m eastern dpsradio.com is where you can listen to that shout out to my man rich nice my man O Sharp. Um, so yeah, without any further ado, A one, go ahead and um just explain to the to the people what your topic was and, and um let's just get into it. Okay. Uh the topics were twofold. Um one was uh Chris Brown and just kind of the the storm that has kind of surrounded his I don't I don't, don't call it a comeback, but just kind of his success. Um, right now with him being able to perform at the Grammys, um, winning in the Grammy, um, the love he's starting to receive from artists again, guys who are willing to stand beside him and say, this is that dude. And just kind of the backlash he's gotten from, you know, from somewhat the female community, certain artists, country star Miranda Lambert kind of said, you know, it's not cool that, you know, he's performing at the Grammys and some other artists have kind of stepped up and, and, you know, kind of spewed some venom at him and, you know, the community in large, you know, should he be successful? Um, should we support him in the black community? Um, black and Seiko, we both follow him on Twitter. Like he's been very vocal about the the black community doing more to protect its own women 
uh, with domestic violence. So just want to talk a little bit about domestic violence. Should Chris Brown be successful? Should we forgive him? Um, and just kind of talk a little bit about those those topics. Okay. Um, the, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, no, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. You good. Uh, the second half of that was uh, Jeremy Lin. Um, Lin Sanity. Um, I mean, that that's topic in and of itself. You know, the guys taking over the, the sport. Well, pop culture. Um, I mean, dude was on the international cover of Time Magazine, for goodness sakes. You know, basically for playing like, what? eight good games of basketball <laughs> right. before the all-star break. So, right. um, and I'll say this cause we'll get into it. I love Jeremy Lin, the player. I hate Lin Sanity, the story of Lin Sanity. Okay. Just because of how people have, have used, used, used Jeremy Lin for their own agenda. So, okay. But those are the two topics that I want to dive into. All right, let's get into it. So with Chris Brown, like, um, Go ahead and, and kind of give like a um, kind of like a retrospective on Chris Brown um, through, you know, the whole situation, the ordeal and just kind of to the point that he's at right now. Kind of kind of catch the people up. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm going to steal a doc phrase. I'm going to Wikipedia here. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Wiki, be like saving us, yo. Like we just be on. That's like a part of the setup. Like make sure the mic sounds nice. Make sure Wikipedia is loaded up and we go right in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. We'll go to his personal life here. Um, obviously, uh, Chris Brown, uh, early life came out, had exclusive. Um, uh, what was the joint on there he had? Was it the joint with Joel's? Like, I'm not a big Chris Brown fan, so okay. I'm, I'm not up on this music. Oh, but. I mean, I can, I mean, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? If that's, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I'm okay. not, I'm not a, I only, I got two tracks that feature Chris Brown. That's that Diddy Dirty Money. Okay. Um, and that's, wow. And the Tank Celebration remix. That's all I got with Chris Brown's voice on my iPod, man. Okay. I got to send you the, the, uh, the Dirty Money remix album. That joint's retarded. Um, Okay, so that's a great album. What's up? That's, that's a great album. Yeah, 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 man. Like I kept, I kept telling people, man. Like people don't like Dirty Money because of Diddy. It has nothing to do with the music. It all has to do with the fact that people just can't stand Puffy. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah like certain tracks, like are, it's not the writer's fault. I feel like it was some, it was some parts of his delivery. Oh, absolutely. Puff has never been, you know, adult. I mean, how how do you, how can you mess up? I mean, you look at his Ghost Riders from the past. Son has had Biggie, Mace, Jadakiss. You know, I mean, even Loon. Loon wasn't a terrible rapper. Like, I mean, writer. You know, I wasn't big on him as a rapper, but you know, Son could Son could write. So you know, he's got a long history, and that's just counting the people that's in house. So he's got mad people. Jay Z's written him verses. Like mad people have written Jay, uh, Puff verses, and they're just like, nah, it's right. not feeling them. So all right, so yeah, with Chris Brown, like, okay, so we all know. You know, he came out as this heartthrob. He had the joint with Jewel's Run It. Um, Run It, that's what it was. Yeah, it was Run It, yeah, yeah. Um, had the Excuse Me Miss joint, the stalker video where he was like pop locking <laughs> with the chick. I still got to shoot that video. Like pop locking with the chick and she thinks it's cute. I don't know. If I'm at the mall and I start dancing next to a chick that I want to talk to, they're probably going to call mall security on me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, his his... His uh his stars is getting larger. He's getting all these hit records. He's starring in movies, um, television shows, world tours, blah blah blah. And then uh, he starts dating Rihanna. At the time, Rihanna's starting to catch fire. I don't remember what Rihanna period she was 
uh, they were dating in. I don't remember, but they're both kind of raising up at the same time. They kind of look like this young R&B power couple. Um, they're both beginning to go pop, um, which, again, as you know, in clock radio speakers, it's not a bad word. Um, <clears throat> so they're going pop. Everything's good. Then, of course, you know, I believe it was like two nights before the Grammys and a night before the Grammys. Um, the whole domestic violence situation, terrible thing, you know. Obviously, nobody condones, you know, hitting the women and, and all that. So basically, domestic violence situation happens. Chris Brown is instantly public enemy number one. We hate Chris Brown. We He's he's a jerk. He deserves to burn. I hope he dies and I hope he burns in hell, like all that. <laughs> so um, he basically, he kind of falls off for a minute. He tried to come back the first time he had the crawl record. Um, they didn't really catch on. I think there was another song that he had. I think it was like I like them, what them girls like. The song with Ludacris, and mm-hmm. um, so it kind of wasn't working to a degree. Um, and then what record was it that did it for him? Oh, it was uh, Look at Me Now, right? Yeah, yeah. Look at Me Now yeah. came out. Uh, Butter Butter Busta Rhymes and and Lil Wayne and all that stuff. And the song just took off. Um, you're seeing him on TV a little bit more. Um, he's slowly trying to work into the good graces of the people. But however, as Doc and I have talked about on previous episodes of Clock Radio Speakers, Twitter can be a great promotional tool, but it can also be a tool for self-destruction. And Chris Brown is one of those people who does not use Twitter well. Um, he's always ranting and raving. Somebody makes a mad, pisses him off, says the wrong thing to him. He just goes on this tirade. Then he deletes the tweets and says, I love my fans. And then he disappears for a few days and then kind of rinse and repeat. Um, but just to kind of catch up. So like a one said, son won a Grammy for look at me now performed at the Grammys twice. And then the huge shocker was that he and Rihanna did two records together. He remixed her birthday cake record, which was real vulgar. I mean, like they sound like they was, they was having phone sex on the record. And then, um, uh, she did his, uh, turn up the music remix. And that really set off a huge chain of, chain of events. The, the thing that I like about people is if you let them talk long enough, they really reveal who they are. Right. And right. I think that, you know, our society is really started looking like, really showing his true colors like you know we ain't as far along we may be far along technologically but you know socially mm, not so much um so did you did you actually hear either the the two remix records that they did i heard like a little bit of cake a little bit of cake and i was just like wow like my ears (laughs) my ears um it was artistically i guess it was cool um like i said i'm not really big on rihanna or or Chris Brown, I think this this whole topic of him and his success now definitely intrigues me. I mean, you like you said, you you seen my tweets um, for the record. I mean, I because I don't want anybody to hit me up. So where do you stand on domestic violence? For the record, um, I do not believe in putting putting my hand on a woman, obviously, um, and that is something that has evolved over time with me. I kind of was raised with the you keep your hands off me, I keep my hands off you, right. mutual agreement, um, and we're good there. Um, and then it evolved to, okay, well, if a woman is trying to Floyd Mayweather two-piece you, um, you need to try to walk away. She's following you, kind of just restrain her. Say, look, let me let me leave. I don't want anything to happen here. That shouldn't happen. Um, but that whole situation that night, I mean, it was shocking. Yeah. Um, like when the when the photos were leaked. Yeah. Scratches. Yeah. Black eyes, bite marks. Like it was it was shocking. I mean, it. 
appalling. Yeah. Um, I really didn't know, like, dang, like, and my immediate thing was, and I admit this, my immediate response was, well, some was wrong, 10 million percent, but something went on in that car that made him snap like that. Mm -hmm. Like, that was kind of like my initial, my initial thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, but like, even over time, even that has changed to, well, okay, maybe she was like, you know what I'm saying, going off, hitting you, things like that, but that doesn't give you the right to do what you did. Um, and so, you know, at that time, I remember he had a, a spearmint. Yeah. Was just getting ready to drop some uh, commercials, some ads. I think that actually released one. Yeah, they did. Yep. That actually released one with him in it. And like he just like they pulled them joints immediately. Um, obviously, he went into to hiding um, just reading on his case, like what he pled to. Um, let me go back to Wiki here and pull up that. Just seeing what he pled to, he pled guilty to a felony and accepted a plea deal of community labor, five years formal probation and domestic violence counseling. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, if that's me or you and we did that, like they might trump it up to attempted murder. You know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. looking at. And I think part of the, the, the outrage comes from the fact that we're in a social media age where Absolutely. you can see these you can see these pictures. Um, you could there's instant uh, reaction to this stuff in our social media world. And so, like I said, that's me or you. And that stuff is is publicized in our local communities. We are a pariah. They probably want us to get the chair. And I mean, I'm pretty everyone had that same reaction uh, to Chris. It's like, you know, we hate you, dude. Like, that's really what it. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like you're done. You're dead to me. Yeah. Um, and so. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, I don't know if you, if you remember, if anybody remembers, like, when Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre had a domestic violence issue yep. a long time yep. ago. He beat up D. Barnes, which is uh, the host of the, sh the show called Pump It Up. I know I'm, I know I'm showing my age right now. But uh, <laughs> I think she was one of the chicks from, oh, what was the name of that girl group? Because they was on We All in the Same Gang. What was the name of that group? Oh, well, some female group. It was two of them. <laughs> And um, yeah, he ended up beating her up. But like the the case, I don't remember what happened to it. You know whether he pled guilty or not, or he went to jail or something. But um, <clears throat> for the most part, that's a that's a, a dot on the Dr. Dre world. It's just a, a a spot of ink, as opposed to you know if that if that happened like in 2012, Dr. Dre. I mean, we already ain't waiting for detox, but like right. it would be a wrap. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to you know. Chris Brown, like because of social media, it trumps everything. I mean, LeBron doesn't get as much hate as he gets if social media doesn't exist. Jor exactly. Jordan's star um, isn't as big if social media doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's crazy how everything gets scrutinized. I mean, you know how it is. You know the award shows. Like that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You get on Twitter. And you talk about every little thing that you notice in a three-hour award show. So now you've, you know, you got homie from the Grammys with the with the pink do rag on. You got the, <laughs> you got the J Cole face. You got the um, hilarious. Yeah, J. Cole yeah, face. man, the J Cole face. You had um, uh, Charlie Wilson's curl. Joy. <laughs> Hey, by the way, I haven't that I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm still planning retribution for that joke when you said the curl screen Kansas City. <laughs> I have not forgotten. I just want to let you Yo, know. Yo, I that. forgot I said. That. <laughs>
I'm gonna I'm gonna get St. Louis back oh, and man. you. Yo, but I'm just waiting for the perfect moment. I clown I clown St. Louis uh today the uh the new Chingy drop. Wow. The new Chingy mixtape. Now listen, I, I posted the freestyle or whatever, man. It was, it was <sighs> Anyway, I mean it's it's it was a bad time to be from St. Louis, man. That whole that whole period. I mm. Anyway, so <laughs> um so yeah, okay, social media great point. Um so now what like it it was 3 years ago, bro. Exactly. And you know what? I, mean, I guess I was when you when you hit me up, um I was watching the Robin Roberts interview. Um but I had totally forgotten that there that their the restraining order against him was for 5 years. Yeah, yeah, they had to do the um they had to do the joint at the Grammys where like he had to ask for permission to go because they would have been like he had to get his uh his restraining order or the restraining order um like modified so instead of being 100 feet like it was like 10 feet just so they could be in the same building together just so they could work because i think like he was something he was gonna win an award or something like that so yeah, yeah that's 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 bugged man like but yeah. yeah it was it was three years ago so now what like i mean right now chris brown is i mean at least in the in the hip hip-hop r&b arena is like he's kind of like the man right now I mean, if you look at the B, well, the BET Awards, which kind of doubled as a Chris Brown um, appreciation, uh, because "Look at Me Now" was like the only <laughs> award that won. <laughs> right. You know, out of the out of the four or five that they had, that was the only one that only award that won. You know, you got Busta, Big Up the Boy, Chris. Um, um, you obviously you got him performing at the Grammys. You got the Rihanna remix, which was shocking. Like when that buzz first started on Twitter. Yeah, of, of them like hanging out after the Grammys and and him being seen leaving, leaving the same club. Yeah, he and went to her was, birthday party. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. Like really? And then pretty soon, right after that, like I don't know, the CM Punk beef started <laughs> up. <laughs> that was so stupid, man. That was. So and I'm just like, chill, bruh. Like the woman that you claim you still love. That had you singing Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror, well It's not coming down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this the same I mean, had you begging, crying for forgiveness, man, like like y'all cool now. Maybe y'all not get back together, but y'all cool. Hey, I don't know, bro. They might be I mean, I just seen some close pictures of him. Um, you know, but apparently he has a like he has a girlfriend. Exactly, and she threw sh and Rihanna threw shade at her on Twitter like the other day. Like she, she like uh, Instagram like a kind of like a little subliminal diss about her, which was so, funny. I can't even lie; I laughed at it. I thought yeah, it I funny. didn't get. I had to look at it for like five minutes. I didn't, like what? <laughs> why is the why are the glasses on some rice? Oh, that's supposed to be her. My bad. Yeah. So but yeah, but I mean, if you look at um, Fame, did well uh, when it came out, and then yeah. I mean. I mean, now you look at his, like you said, look at me now, blew up all over the charts. And it's like, it's like Chris Brown never left. I don't think he has any endorsements right now that I, that I know of. But then, like I said, to see that backlash, especially, and it started with the Grammys, when I just started reading the blogs of, why is this woman beater um, even allowed to grace the stage? And then, like you said, Miranda Lambert coming out right after that, you know, on her Twitter feed. This is not right. He should not be on stage. And then even in one of her concerts, 
I mean, just stopping to take the time to say Chris Brown should not, you know, what he did was heinous. and He should not be allowed on the stage, let alone winning a Grammy. And so in my mind, it's like, okay, so are we saying that dude should no longer have a career now? Should he just be pushing a broom um, as a janitor or, or taking out the trash? I mean, I don't what I don't understand what you want the, want the, the cat to do. Um, he's an entertainer. And then somebody on Twitter, you'll appreciate this, said, you know, good looks is a part of the reason why people are accepting Chris Brown. They Somebody said, if he looked like Joe Kim Noah, you know, then <laughs> then they wouldn't they wouldn't be as forgiving of him. And so, I'm, I mean, I, but I, I, I guess coming from my worldview, it's like, yo, I if he says he's sorry, I forgive, dude. Would it be nice if he would step up and, and join a domestic violence group and do some uh, some promo for them advocating against domestic violence? Sure. It'd be great. It'd be an awesome thing if he did that. Um, it doesn't help him that he's doesn't seem remorseful. Um, that uh, Robin Roberts interview. Was that the was that the one where he walked out? And he like punched the wall. Yeah, broke the glass. He had performed one song. She sat down with him to uh, to discuss, you know, to discuss the album because it had dropped that day. Yeah. And she, I, as a good journalist, she revisited that night and tried to bring it kind of full circle. And um, about midway through it, you could tell he started to get a little agitated. I'm here to discuss the album. Um, you know, and it's for all my fans. But he didn't help himself um, saying, forgiving all my enemies. Was was the acronym of what fame stood for first? And once he said that, like I can't, I just watched it. I can't remember what the thing was for all my my fans or something for my fan, all my fans forever or something. I can't remember what the second part of what the second acronym for fame was. But like that stuck in my head, forgiving all my enemies and was right. Fans right, are my everything or something. There you go. Fans oh, okay. are I just made I just made that up. No, but <laughs> no, that's probably what it was. I hate I hate acronyms because they're so stupid. And but you know, but yeah. Jesus. But that's what it was. Fans of my everything. Um, and, okay. you know, and, you know, and she so she asked him. So for all your enemies, who are your enemies? Well, you know, haters and people who don't want to let the past be the past and who don't want to get answer. <sighs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so um, you could tell he was agitated by the end. Um, and yeah, you're right. After that, he went in the back, started punching stuff through, broke some glass and then took his shirt off and left. Like that that part was just so random like you tear stuff up and then you take your shirt off and leave. I think you know what I think that is? I think that's a pretty boy move because I'm skinny and when I get mad and I may punch something or or you know make a mess or you know cause a ruckus, I don't <laughs> get so mad that I I've never taken my shirt off in a fit of anger. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't I don't I can do whatever. I can move well in my clothes. <laughs> so I, you know, used to get in a few fights in my day. So I've never had the situation except the, you know, the three XL T days, the five for 20 foot like a tall T's. You get in a fight and somebody grab you by your shirt. Um, but you know, I mean, I think that's just a pretty boy move, but yeah. you know, I, I think, I think the thing about Chris, two things is like, the the crazy part about it, you said that, you know, he doesn't seem remorseful and like you got to look at it from two two ways. Like for one, Twitter 
and social media is a very small glimpse of somebody. Like if you look at somebody's timeline, yes, we believe. Yes, what's in you will come out of you. Out of out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So yes, that's true. Yeah. So whatever's inside of you in some way will manifest. However, there's also a level of self-control and people uh, ex exhibit that or people use that quite often on Twitter. Like if I tweeted, if I talk about everything that I really want to say on my mind every minute, every second of the day, like they would have been strung me up on a cross and, and, and set it on fire. They been would have called me, you know, whatever. Um, so I, th I think that like, you almost got to look at it like I, I like T.I. and Tiny show. I like the, the, the show or whatever. But in that 30 minutes, you already have an idea of what their family life is like, what they're like, what they do. And that's not necessarily true because the camera, you can only, they, it's only a 17 minute show. So out of that 17 right. minutes, you already have an idea of their whole life. So it's kind of hard to say, okay, well, Chris Brown isn't really uh, remorseful because of how he acts on Twitter. Like, you get mad when one person says, oh, nigga, you whack. You know, they say something about your profile pic. Like, you you get, one person says something like, oh, why you got that 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 hat on? Why you got that shirt on? Nigga, that's corny. You get mad. You start ranting or whatever. But imagine if a hundred, hundreds of thousands of people were constantly talking to you, condemning you for something that you did three years ago. Exactly. I don't even remember all the mistakes that I made three years ago. I don't know. I'm sure there were a lot of them, but I can't even I can't even begin to count and. Re oh yeah, that one. I don't know. I don't remember half stuff I did last week. So exactly. when you're constantly reminded of your past, and I'm sure you know it 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 causes him to be upset and be mad and and do things out of anger. So you know I'm not can I'm not um. I'm not co-signing his reactions because, yeah, you know, like you said, even though I may not necessarily agree with it, it's the truth of the matter is that people are judging him based off of whenever they see him. So if he looks um, unrepentant, if he doesn't look like he's remorseful, then that's that's the stamp on his forehead. You're not remorseful. You really didn't. You just want to sell some records. Um, but artists aren't role models like we can expect. It, it, it's, it's, it's like, again, another reality of our society. Like, I get it. Like, if somebody's in the spotlight, you obviously want to use your, your, your fame or the attention that you're getting and implement some sort of change in the world, in your world, or whatever. But, however, like, I can't get mad if the nigga just want to sing and dance all day. Cause that's, that's, yeah. That's what he gets paid to do. That's his job. He just wants to sing and dance and smile and, you know, be in a club and like that's that's it. We I don't it, go ahead. Exactly. And that and and you speak to my one of the points I made on Twitter was I didn't realize how young they were. Yeah. Like I I mean, just looking back, he was nineteen. Nineteen? I'm like, yeah. really? Like he was that young when this went down and just like this is like you said. It's only three years later. Yeah, he's not even twenty five yet. Yeah. Like, and I'm I'll be thirty in September, yeah. and like I can look back five years ago and see I should have been mature. 
Yeah. I should have been more mature at 25, but I still did some idiotic and stupid stuff. Right. Not to mention the dumb stuff I did when I was 22. Mm. You know, I'll tell them myself, driving with, with tags that didn't match my car. You know what I'm saying? At right. 22. Right. For like four years. Right. Thank God I never only got pulled over once, never went to jail. Right. But, but I mean, 22 years old, like, how do you expect them to respond? Like you said, when you got the entire world telling you you're you're scum. Yeah. You're scum. Like I, I tweeted at Torrey because like, you know, he had a he had a what I felt was a dope article on Complex. Um talking it. about, you know, why did Rihanna and, and and Chris collab? But I asked him and another lady, Goldie Taylor, who does some work, I believe, for MSNBC. I just said, yo, I just want to ask a couple of questions because I'm looking for clarity because the way his feed was going and the way his tweets were going, it felt like he was saying that once a woman beater, always a woman beater. Like you that was what he's that's what he was saying. You never shake that label. Yeah. And two, it seemed like, okay, are you saying that because of this one heinous act that he committed, that he deserves to never be successful ever again in the music industry? Is that what you're saying? Um, I Goldie Taylor had in her feed has expressed that she's been a victim of domestic violence. She did not respond. Uh, she responded kind of harshly, you know. <laughs> I mean, just to be honest. Um, but understanding her background, I can respect that. Um, and Toure was just like, "Well, we're not speaking the same language. You're in, a, a man doesn't do those things, so he's not a man." And it's just like, okay, I understand that, but. You got to, you have to allow, I mean, this is America. Like, we're the country of second chances, unless, you know, I think the one thing you can't come back from really is pedophilia. Like, yeah. there's there's no coming back from that. But this is the country of a second chance. This man made a terrible mistake, yes. But he, I don't want to say deserves a second chance, but he should be allowed. He's entitled to one. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, he's entitled to try to to pick up the pieces from that. And if Rihanna feels that Chris is in the place now with his life where it's okay for them to 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 collab on records together and hang and be and be friendly, so be it. I just hope that's that, the X factor, man. But I, I just I just hope that he's learned from what the mistake of that night um, and. And that he's grown from it. But when, like you said, when you see his Twitter feed, you know, um, <laughs> when Miranda Lambert said her piece, you know, he got on Twitter and said, oh, how I love the She must want some free publicity. Everybody go buy Miranda's album. And then, like you said, the, the tweet disappeared moments later. <laughs> <laughs> man, they, gotta, they, they don't realize the man, them apps, bro, like. Twitter logs everything, and then you've got millions of people waiting on you with screenshot capabilities. So once you say something, it's out there forever and ever. <laughs> I don't even want to look at the tweets that I was saying in 2008. I don't want to know. I really don't, because they were probably somewhere crazy. Yeah, the stuff that I don't tweet, um, I mean, like that's like you said, that's stuff that could, I don't want to say get me in trouble, but it would raise eyebrows. Sure. The stuff I really want to say. Sure. Um, that I just, I filter myself before putting it. I mean, it's been times I've, you know, like been angry, hopped sure. on Twitter, typed up what I wanted to say. And right before I hit send, I just stop and look at the screen like, do I really want to say this? And I'm nobody like, 
in turn in the grand scheme of things when compared to Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. But I have some influence in in my community. Mm. So it's like, yo, if I put this out here, mm. what is going to be the backlash from hearing back from my peers, from right. my friends saying like, yo, what's going on? Like, what's really good? Right. Um, and so like, but I, so I couldn't imagine being, like I said, a, a young man who hasn't even hit his 25th birthday, having the whole world telling you you're trash, you're scum, you should never... Um, be successful, call you out of your name um, and feel that they're in they're entitled and have that right to hate you. Because, I mean, Chris Brown really has haters. Like, I, I mean, it's a overly... I hate that word. It's a dead horse. But, I mean, he really has people who seriously hate him. Yeah. See, I mean, um, the whole CM Punk thing just screams hate. Like, I don't like you. And it's exactly. just, it's, it's, it's random. It's man. Ran- I, I think the funny part, you know, like I said, like you hit it, you hit the nail on the head, bro. Like the X factor is Rihanna. She was the one in the car. She was the one who, you know, was hit. So she's the one who's forgiven him. Obviously, I don't know. You know, people who I who I never forgave or didn't forgive, like I wouldn't be sitting there with them hanging out, like let's get in the studio together if they beat me up, if they did something to me like that, man, get out of here. So the fact that she forgave him should speak to everybody else to be like, chill, he's cool, he's with me. Um, so that to me says a lot about the society that we live in um, because under most circumstances, you will want somebody to like, if you did something foul to me and you was like, dang, you know, Armand, you know, I can't believe I did that. I'm wrong. I messed up. I'm sorry. And I say, cool, but you still can't get a job because of what you did. You can't go out in public because of what you did. You can't, you know, your family can't go out in public because of what you did. Yeah. But we want that same thing. Like, I'm, you know, how many times you hear some, I'm only, I'm only human I make I make mistakes like people always are so quick to bail themselves out, but will not will just totally refuse to bail out anybody else for any other reason. And when you do that, like you kind of create an environment where you you don't quote unquote deserve the respect and the forgiveness that you would normally consider yourself to be entitled to be. If you can't give it, it's just like cracking jokes. It's like. I can clown you all day, but the minute I get mad and be ready to fight, you're not going to want to crack jokes with me anymore. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> if you, if I know that I can do something, I know if I can do you foul, do something dirty to you, I'm not going to, and I'm, and I'm not going to like abuse that, but I know that if I make a mistake, you'll forgive me. I'm more apt to be myself around you. You know what I'm saying? I think it just really speaks to the dynamic of our country and our society and just the way that we think, just how... A, just just the lack of of um forgiveness that we have for 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 other people and it's like bro he's just a he's a musician and like you say he's a kid yeah he's a kid and and it could be you know at five years from now when he's gotten more mature the people in this camp have matured because i'm pretty sure he's got a bunch of dudes the same age as him if not maybe a little bit older who are running with him um who or saying, who are these people? You know, you right. get money, you get right. paid, like you're back. 
Right. Like, so who are they to, to say that, you know, you shouldn't? And obviously, um, Team Breezy, uh, <laughs> you know, has some poor misguided souls. Because, um, like, the sad thing when I when going over that uh, Toure's article again, that that women were making statements, he's so fine, he could beat me. Like, Yeah, what? that's crazy. Like, and, and the reason I really liked his article was because it was, to me, it was the direct opposite of what was being said in the blog world. Because every blog I could find was just like, was the complete, like I said, just he, we don't forgive you. We don't like you. We don't want you performing on our TV sets at, at mainstream events. Get, get out. Right. But, but yeah, but to hear that, like that, like you said, that says something about where we are as a society that our women could say, yeah, he could beat me. What? Yeah. You know, and, and I've never, I mean, I've never been in, in a situation where I've had a, a female that I've, in my family or that I've been close to that has been put in that situation where I find out that her, her boyfriend has been, or husband has been abusing her. Um, not to my knowledge, you know. Um, and I don't know what my response would be, to be honest with you, especially if it was on that level mm -hmm. to where, like I said, the bite marks, the scratches, the the black eye, like, I don't know how, I mean, I might just lose it, right. you know, and go out and try to, and try to do some damage on dude. Um, right. but at the end of the day, like if, if dude comes out and says he's sorry, I can't judge his sincerity. Like if he says he's sorry, I have to take him at face value and until he hopefully, until he does it again, hopefully he does not. But yeah, but like that's that's crazy. But speaking of Rihanna, uh -oh. I was doing some research for you hit me up and I just put in her name or whatever. And on Huffington Post, there is a a an article, a, a researcher said that Rihanna's attraction to Chris Brown may be genetic. Huh? <laughs> yes. What? The, there is a uh Oh man, let me look at it real quick. Uh, psychology professor Peter Jonason uh, says women like Rihanna may be genetically predisposed to bad boys like Chris mm. Brown. Um, the theory is called a, a dark triad theory. Um, and basically, a guy did a, a, a story in a, in, a, in another website that says that basically that was titled "Yes, Chicks Dig Jerks." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm based on my high school experience. I would I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, but like you said, that X factor is Rihanna, and and if she is saying, like you said, that I'm cool with Chris, we we've talked about it, we've dialogued or whatever, and and we're cool now, then fine. But I mean, okay, refresh my memory. Didn't even after that event they tried to spend some time together, or was that Bruh. just? Rumored in the in nah, window. bro. They was out. Yeah, they was out jet skiing at Diddy's house like that next weekend. Okay, okay. I, I thought I wasn't crazy. I thought yeah, that. yeah. So they they been like trying to get. I mean, like you you made a very good point. People don't realize and don't. They'll say, oh, "I'll never do that," or "I'll never." Love is the dumbest emotion in the world. It's the the it's the most beautiful thing in the world, but it's the dumbest. And I say it's the dumbest yeah. because it makes you do things outside of your character, and you have to do things outside of your character for in order for perfect love to exist. Don't make me start preaching, right. but <laughs> but so I mean, like to the degree, 
I'm sure, you know, I, I honestly, I don't want to speculate, but I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the first time that they had really blew up like that. Like, I'm not going to say that that was the first time he hit it. I'm not going to say anything like that. But, like, they've probably got into it real tough. You know, you're married. I'm sure you and your wife have had some drag outs. You know, me and my girl have had drag outs. You know, any all of my relationships. You, if you're if you're in a relationship where you don't, um, what what was that joke? Um, where they they've never. Oh, okay. They said that I think it was like Benny Hinn's wife or something said that she, they asked her if she ever considered divorce, and she said, "No, I've never considered divorce. However, I have considered murder." So when you're in a relationship, yeah, you're you're gonna want to kill that person at some point. If you don't want if you don't want to kill your significant other at one point, you don't really love it. <laughs> hey, if your wife has never thrown a clock radio at your head, you have not lived yet. Oh. Like your relationship has not begun <laughs> until the clock radio whistles <laughs> past your ear. <laughs> Yo. So Doc, Doc, when you hear this, listen to what I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen to what I'm telling you. You have not lived until that mug is whistled. Man, I mean, talk, I'm talking about Roger Clemens' fastball. Yo, you stupid. <laughs> you said Roger Clemens. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah you're, you're definitely right. Love does make you do things. It makes you act out of your character. Um, it it changes you when you when you really are in in love. It changes you. Yeah, so definitely. so yeah. So I mean, if they're if they're back together, so be it. Like like I said, I just. If he, if he, if another case breaks out with Rihanna um, and him putting his hands on her, his career is dead. Like there is no, there is no, there is no coming back from that. Mm. He's walking the fine line. Mm. But do. people have to, like I said, people have to search their own hearts and try to forgive, dude. Like even, like I said, even if he shows no remorse, if he said he was sorry, um, he in the in the aftermath, he did a couple of uh, did some. Uh, when he had on that, what's that terrible plaid shirt he had on with a bow tie? Ah, the Chris Brown bow tie, yes. <laughs> and um, what was oh, and that was his Larry King interview because he was like they obviously didn't prep him because he was yeah. just, he just kept saying wow, so he'd be like yeah, so take us back to that night, Chris, and he'd be like yeah, so I was just like you know we was in the car and I was just like wow, <laughs> and he just kept saying that man, that night was funny. So yeah, so I mean, like, dude, um, and I, I read on his wiki page about that night that he claims he blacked out. He claims he doesn't remember. He couldn't remember what happened. And then when he caught shade about that, he's backtracking and said, well, "Of course I remember." But I think I got what he was saying, and that's another thing about our society: we want to split hairs on words. Mm-hmm. Every little thing you say is turned around. Oh, oh, I, I see what you're saying. So what you're really saying? No. Yeah. So, but I mean, he backtracked on that. So, but um, but yeah, but yeah, um, like that's that was kind of my what I wanted to hit on Chris Brown. Um, hopefully, you guys, uh, something was said that'll that'll try to, you know, that'll get you to think before you tweet. Uh, to get you to think about that situation. Um. Anything else you want to add on that joint, man? Nah, man. We can go ahead and move on to uh, to uh, to Jeremy Lin. Like, Lynn okay. Sanity. Before we get into Jeremy Lin, who's your team in the NBA? Ah, uh, the Bulls. The Bulls. D Rose all day, baby. Okay. So you're bull. Okay, you're bull. You're can. Can. Okay, Kansas City, Chicago. They're relatively close. Okay. Well, I'm from Louisiana, so. Uh, oh yeah, you can't be a you can't be a Hornets fan. So you're good. Well, yeah, they weren't even they weren't even there. Well, when well, I lived there, they weren't Char- there. Yeah, Charlotte, nah, 
no, 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 no. Okay. So, yeah. All right, no doubt. So, how do you feel? How do you feel about your team's chances this year? Like, do you think? Yeah. Um, I am cautiously, cautiously optimistic. I mean, right now they got the best record in the league. Sure. Um, that that seventy sixers game, a hard fought victory. Um, Good game. Sixers and the Pacers scare me in that order. I think they can beat the Pacers. But the Sixers, the Sixers, man, prop. that that game. I, I was convinced about the Pacers, but I think last night, like you know, I think they got them under control for the most part. The Pacers are still missing a few pieces. They're about a year or two out from being like a legitimate threat uh, in the East. But Philly, right now, son, like they missing a few pieces too. But Doug Collins is such a dope coach. He he can he can play to their strengths. And uh, I will con- I will contend and say that the Heat last year that that Sixers series was their toughest series. The Heat, one the Sixers in the-, the Heat, dude. There was only one game. I think there was only one game where the Heat really blew them out. Every other game was tight. Okay. Every other game was a tight game because I went back and looked that up um, after the season ended last year to look at their run. And I mean, like the Bulls series. Um, was definitely had that went down to the end, but like I said, that that Miami that Miami seventy six ers squad, if they had um, a, a legitimate star or a close, and right now Lou Williams is looking to be like that dude that they turn to at the end of games to kind of to kind of fill the bucket um, to put points on the board at the end of the game. But if they would have had like someone of a D Wade caliber, mm. a Russell Westbrook, a CP three, someone they could turn to. And crunch time to make buckets, because that was the thing. Like you never knew. Like are they gonna go to Elton Brand? Like Elton Brand, really? <laughs> you know, um, Thaddeus Young was super young. Right. Um, like even the one game that they won against Miami, it was Lou Williams and Drew and uh, Drew Holiday who caught fire for him at the end. Yeah. So yeah, I felt like that was one of their toughest series. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. Okay. All right. So say they. So if they avoid, everybody's expecting um, Miami and. In Chicago in the Eastern Conference Finals, like do you? I am okay. Yes. So let's say, let's say that the Heat lose. Let's say the Bulls make mm. it to the finals. Who out the West do you think is going to make it, and who would pose the best challenge for y'all? I mean, the 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 not the not the the easiest way, but who would you rather see? Wow, that's a tough question. Um. The Thunder, the Thunder would pose problems, obviously because of Durant and Westbrook. But James Harden, a lot of people forget about James Harden, but he's a sixth man of the year yeah. candidate. Um, I think he's averaging like, I think 16 right now. Yeah. Um, 16 points. So that dude is definitely scary. That team is scary. The Spurs are scary. I'm sorry. Like, I get people say, oh, man, Duncan is old. Um, Ginobili only play like 10 games this year. But they're a scary squad, man, just because they're like the Spurs are that wily old vet at the gym. <laughs> For real, that like he's one of the last cats you pick up on your squad. But then like all of a sudden he's like scoop shotting right. everything. He's set shot, but he's effective. He knows how to grab your jersey just as you get ready to jump and pull you back. I mean, stepping on your feet like like that's the Spurs. Like they're that wily vet that you just not sure about. Um, the Lakers. If the Lakers can find some some more consistent offense outside of Kobe, they could be a problem because they can play deep. 
Yeah, they talking. They talking about. Um, they talking about Ramon Sessions. They talking about because um, they need. They need a younger point. Um, there's still. There's still. There's still Dwight rumors. I don't think Dwight's going. I don't there. think he's going there either. But it's still rumors. Uh, there's somebody else they was talking about getting too. I forgot. I heard they signed Rasheed though. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I heard that, and then I never saw anything. Yeah. after I don't know if that was a joke or what. Nah, like that was from a that was well, yeah, it was it, from a credible source because I remember I, I I saw it, so I probably saw it from the same person. I think it was it was it was either ESPN analyst. It was somebody legit. It was it was somebody from ESPN who put that out there. But 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 yeah, like those three teams are scary. Um, if somehow Denver puts it all together, they could shock the world. They they are a very interesting team because there's no superstars and they still play. I mean, because it's that Knicks core. It's yeah. basically all the people that they trade <laughs> for Carmelo, yeah, so they already got that experience in a in a somewhat weaker conference. You know what? I'm gonna put this out here just in case there's anybody who's listening who might end up becoming an NBA superstar, or even if an NBA superstar should happen to hear this. Listen to what I'm saying right now. To- lean in close. To the screen right now. Turn the turn the volume and the iPod up. You stupid. You do not need to play in Chicago, Miami, or New York or LA to be a superstar. Absolutely. If you are a winner, the endorsements, the movies, if you wanna rap, you know, you wanna make <laughs> moment of silence for the champions, Ron Artest, whatever that vulgar song AI came out with back in the oh, day, they 40, got him in yeah, forty bars. <laughs> Yo. You can play in Charlotte. You can play in New Orleans. You can play in Indiana and be a superstar. Yeah. Like, just heed that advice. So I just want to get that out there just in case somebody who blows up. You can credit me. You can say, I was listening to Clock Radio Speakers and do A1 guest host. Told, he put out that advice. I listened to him. And I am the man I am today because of that. Yo, yes. And I take 10% too. Yes. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So speaking of superstars, we can go ahead and, and transition right into Linsanity. Yes. Um. I think that the horse has kind of been beaten as far as, you know, his, ra- his seemingly rags to riches story. Um, right. But I, I kind of, you know, I know I definitely want to address it from a playing standpoint, a capability yeah. standpoint. So I, I kind of want to focus on the game. But I know you, you want to talk a little bit about the story, right? Yeah. Well, like I said in the beginning, I love Jeremy Lin, his game. I love his game. Um, I hate I hate the story. And here's why I hate the story. And like me and some cats on Twitter, Steve, <laughs> Steve Patton, like we went back and forth over this. But the reason this is a story is obviously one is New York. Um, this is the point guard capital of the world. Um, it's New York. He's a point guard. Um, he's Asian is one of the one of the more larger factors dominating a sport, a predominantly black sport. I mean, it's no different than if you follow hockey when Jerome McGinley came on the scene for the Calgary Flames. He was the he was, you know, because of his abilities and him being black in a predominantly Caucasian and European sport, it made noise. Obviously Tiger Woods made noise. Um even from a female perspective, if you want to talk about Anna Kornikova, Danica, whoever. Um but those sure. are those are the narratives that are really Drive on the biggest narrative being his play because if he was averaging eight points a game and, and three assists, nobody would be talking about him. It would right. be a human interest story in New York and New York only, right? Um, or, or just to just to NBA fans, like, oh, hey, there's this kid, Jeremy Lin. You know, he's not that bad. 
Exactly. Exactly. So that I mean, that's the driving force and kind of in that order. Um, and so, like, to see the 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 missteps, the Jason Whitlock uh, joke, which I, I I mean, when he said it, I got it. I didn't think what it was funny. Um, after they beat the Lakers, he tweeted that some uh, lucky lady was going to be feeling a couple of inches of pain. Oh, wow. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So he put that out in uh, the Asian American community, um, obviously, and the journalism world and the world at large uh, got on him. Um, he then issued an apology that said, womp, um, womp. "Yeah, that he was." Apologies, bro. He basically said Richard Pryor was his idol, and he always wanted to be a comedian. Oh, get out of here! Are you serious? <laughs> so serious, so serious. Um, and and said that you know he it was. He was, you know, it was an unfunny joke. He apologized. Then, to me, the more egregious error, he then used Jeremy Lin to scold hip hop for the failings of Amari and 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 Carmelo what? for not leading them to a better record. You got to read the article. It is. I I, I, st- I stay away from from Whitlock. So, okay, I, I got to read. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a Kansas City guy. I've always kind of, I've always defended Whitlock, rock with Whitlock. Um, may not agree with everything, but like that was like the most disappointing column I've ever seen. Wow. And he's it's not the first time he has um uh said something crazy. Said that hip hop was the failure uh, was was the reason why black athletes were were could not be great leaders. He used that excuse for Michael Vick and a dog fighting fighting thing. Um so I mean it's not the first time he's he said hip hop is the problem. So yeah, so I mean, you had that. You had the ESPN writers, obviously the analysts, um, who was in just a casual discourse with with the with the a hoops analyst. Just said, you know, what is his when it comes to his game? What is the chink in the armor? Right, right, right. Yeah. And then you had the the headline writer who then posted it after the Hornets lost. Right. Um, and then the headline writer got fired. Hook uh, the analysts or the Did he have uh, an Asian wife? Was suspended. The broadcaster has an Asian American wife, that's and that's nice. why I said. And I mean, we we kind of tweeted back and forth about that, about how um, we're so quick. There's got to be a reaction. I mean, yeah. Chris Brown, Jeremy Lin, the same thing. In our social media world, that's always got to be a quick and swift response. It's always got to be, oh, you said that. You got to be fired. Right. And so it's like, you know, who's going to protect us from, to me, they're bullies. Uh, PETA, um, any, or GLAD, they're bullies. They are bullies. They are. Especially GLAD. GLAD is, GLAD is retarded. And it's like, if you, if you misstep in any way, it's like, we're coming for your job. And it's just like, come on. Yeah. You know, that guy with the Asian American wife, I'm pretty sure he, he does not throw around derogatory statements about Asians. Um, and it's, I don't know, like that part of the story saddens me. I'm for the Asian American race. You know, if you look up to Jeremy Lin and, and a guy uh, who writes for Grantland talked about, oh, I don't know, I listen to a lot of sports stuff, so I, I could be getting my sources wrong. But there was a guy that was, no, it was Dan Patrick. I was listening to Dan Patrick and okay. he um, had a guy on and he said he had a friend who's Asian American. And he said that, you know, he goes to the gym. And normally, you know, he's the last guy picked and he has to wait, you know, hours before he can get in the game because the gyms are usually packed. Mm -hmm. He said with the rise of Jeremy Lin, 
Asian Americans are now packing out the gym what? with him. He's not the only guy there. Get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, like the people who would use this as a um, a referendum on race that that makes me angry. Like he's he's playing good ball. Point blank, why can't it just be that he's playing good ball? Um, if he played in Houston, if he was doing this in Golden State, if he was doing this in Charlotte, for goodness sake, like it would be a story to like us who are NBA fans. But most casual fans would not know who dude right. is if he was putting up 38 on the Lakers. Right. It's that New York market. If he's, it's the market. It's the market. And so um, I just want people, and thankfully the, the hype is dying down a little bit. Um, a couple of losses will do that to you. Yeah, Rondo killed him on Sunday, huh? I missed, I My missed goodness. it. Boston, why do y'all want to trade that dude? Like, why are y'all so eager? Uh, to get rid of that. Why cat. do you get like rid that? of your why do you get rid of your young guy that's producing when y'all have a bunch of fossils on your team? Oh my goodness. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. <clears throat> it's it's crazy. But but yeah, but I mean like like I just want people to just stop saying he's deceptively quick. Um and that's a whole nother topic of, <laughs> of the words we use when describing players of different races. Um, black players are always athletic. Um, white players have high motors. They're, uh, what <laughs> is that? Scrappy. They're scrappy. They're gym rats. Um, <laughs> great, big, great basketball IQ. Like, it's all, <laughs> it's, it's always the same descriptors when it comes to race. So that's a whole nother topic. But just enjoy the, the game. Enjoy his play. Like, as a basketball fan, I'm excited. Cause when New York is basketball is good. Um, I I love New York fan. Oh my god! New York fan makes me want to slam my head into the wall. Lakers fan, Lakers fans are worse, out. but they 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 up there. Knicks fans got to be. I want Kobe too. fans. Kobe fans got to shut Laker. up. Oh, uh, if I see one more LeBron, Kobe, I tried to call you no rings. Or joke. we yeah, or, or any reference to rings when it comes to the Lakers, because that's their response to everything. We got rings. <laughs> Like the Blazers have rings. What are you talking about? The Bucks have have rings. What are you talking about? Like get out of here, man. But yeah, but just enjoy this, dude, man. Um, just enjoy the enjoy the ride that the Knicks are relevant. They probably gonna get bounced in the first round. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's a team out of the eight right now that New York could. I, I could confidently say, yeah, New York could get past them in the first round. They better hope Cleveland gets that eighth spot or something, or that that sixth spot or something. They could be. They could probably beat the Orlando Magic. You think so? Man, that team is so. Dwight is has got that team. Like, if I'm the owners and general manager, I'm telling him to shut up. Don't you dare! Hey, I, I'm 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 getting rid of Dwight. They need to because they can't have another Shaq situation. Right. They can't have and another uh, Shaq situation. Um. You think that's why Shaq was trying to buy the team a few years ago? Remember him and Grant Hill was trying to buy the, buy the Magic? Oh, I don't. Shaq is an attention seeker. You know, it, as I said, he was just buying it yeah, to take the attention away from Dwight. But did you see the joint they did um, after the rookie game? Where he sat down with Dennis Scott and Penny? Who? Shaq did. Word? Yeah, he sat he sat down with with uh with with Penny and and uh and three D D three Wow, how did that go? It was good. Like they they reminisce on the good times, and he admitted that he um that he was probably he left Orlando for the wrong reasons. 
He said in his first year with L.A., he looked back at what Orlando was doing, how they were doing. And he said he wondered, did he make a mistake? Because I think Kobe, mm-hmm. wasn't he a rookie? I think he was. that was Kobe's rookie year. Uh, no, it wasn't his rookie year. It might have been because Kobe was a rookie and I want to say 96, right? Yeah, 96. Um, but Shaq, I thought Shaq didn't leave till. They Shaq was, hold on. How long was Shaq in Orlando? He was in Orlando, I think, for like four years. I think he came out in 92. He came out in 92, definitely. Uh, he came out in 92 and I thought he left in 96. Because I thought that was, if you remember Kobe's introduction of playoffs, was airballing those uh, three-pointers against the Jazz <laughs> in the playoffs. Like, he was taking the last shot. Yeah, right. he was with them from yeah, 92 you're right. to 96. Yeah, you're right. 92 96, and he was with the Lakers from 96 to uh, 2004. Wow, he was there that long? Yeah. Dang. He should have been there a lot longer. He should have stayed. I don't know. I mean, because then, you know, obviously Penny's knees got grinded yeah, that's, to, that's to the dust. biggest... I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen a Bulls-Rockets final mm, in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, but my only other regret, you know, a lot of my favorite players, Charles Barkley, Reggie Miller, a lot of cats never got rings. But I really wanted Orlando to get a ring. Or, you know, Scott Skiles, Shaq, Penny, Dennis mm. Scott, Nick Anderson was Horace my Grant. dude. Yeah, I mean, Horace Grant. I hate like, when he left Chicago. Man, I liked him in Orlando, but you're right. I, I was a Chicago fan at the time. The, the 96 Bulls and the 93 Bulls are my two favorite teams of all time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that 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 hurt my feelings when he left. But I liked him in I liked him in uh, Orlando. They was nice in NBA Jam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying when she, you couldn't get Shaq, they couldn't get Shaq on the Nintendo version because of Shaq Fu. So you had to play Penny and Grant. Grant was your big man instead of Shaq, but Shaq was on the on the arcade version. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that Magic team could have been special. Yeah, man. You know what? But I think, like, to to go to your point back about Lynn, um, what a lot of people don't realize and understand is we're we're prisoners of the moment. And people don't realize that there was a period not too long ago where it was painfully obvious who was going to win the championship that year. Like, in the preseason, you knew, okay, Spurs got it this year. Right. Okay, the Lakers are going to win this year. It's going to come down to Lakers and Boston. Now, not only just with the Knicks, you've got the Heat, you've got the Bulls, you've got the the Lakers, you've got the 76ers, you've got the Thunder, you've got the Spurs, you've got all these different teams, these dichotomies that could win. You have no idea. I want Miami to win because I want LeBron to get a ring, but they might not get it this year. There's there's potentially they could potentially lose to the Thunder. They could potentially lose to the Lakers. Like they they could potentially lose to the Bulls. Like it's possible. There's no even though Miami may be the front runner to win this year, they're not far and away. Like it's not super to me at least. Maybe you maybe you disagree, but I I'm not totally convinced. I might be 70% convinced, but I'm not totally convinced. And the reason I'm not convinced is cuz of Eric Spoelstra. He's a terrible coach. Ah, I um, love Eric Spolcher. All man. right, guys, he cracks me. He's like just generic coach guy. He yeah, he is more effort. Like I don't want to clap because I want to mess up the, like the sound. No, but good. he cra- all he does is clap. More effort, guys. More effort. A little bit more hustle. He's We're like almost a, there. Keep <laughs> grinding. Keep grinding. You ever seen um? You ever seen Mike Brown coach? 
Duh. Mike Brown just has like that one struggle face. Yeah, that's his entire coaching. Is just he like- does not draw plays. <laughs> he does not draw plays. He will let. I've seen it on several instances. He will let his offensive coordinator, offensive coach, consistently draw the play, and he'll just stand on the outside of the huddle and just kind of like stroke his chin with one arm uh, <laughs> folded over his chest. Like, oh, dog, you're geez. the head coach. Word. Well, I mean, in his defense, he's more of a defensive. He is guy. more of a defensive coach. But still, come on, bro. I love, I love his faces. Like, yeah, like that, that technical Brown. foul, that GIF, whatever, that technical <laughs> foul when he got that tech on Sunday was, bro, hilarious. Like Mike Brown face is one of the funniest faces in sports and also in just in general. But yeah, yeah like he bug, yeah, I wish you. But yo, like you said, you want to hit, you want to talk about Lynn's play. Like, what do you, what is your take on Jeremy Lynn, the player? Hey, cool. <laughs> hey, cool. That's that. That's great analysis, right? Yeah, there. he, I, he I mean, I, you know, he's a solid point guard. Like, like Doc said last week, it, it's obvious that his that he, he his style fits perfectly with Dan Tony. Because right, D'Antoni right. needs a a decent point guard in order for his um, his system to work or function. Um, that that was not functioning with uh, Mike Bibby, um, Ugh, you know Lan- Landry Bibby. Fields. Like who's the other point that they had before? They tried to run Iman Shumper at point. Um, yeah, they tried to run Tony Douglas. Tony Douglas. That's who I'm thinking of. No, not working. <laughs> So you get somebody who's who's decent, who is I don't wanna even compare the two, but the Nash isms, like he just he can go there, not totally, not at all, because Nash is a, a fantastic player, but like right. you know, he his style is similar enough to where it fits in D'Antoni's system. And as a result, he's able to shine. My biggest question is once they start really gelling once they finally iron all the kinks out which should be fairly soon i give them like another month or so um and they should be all in but um you know how is that going to affect they already talking about trading mellow i mean the i mean the fans are of course not the front office but like you know they're already like trying to think of well who can we give up because all the the chips are in lynn's hands and lynn doesn't need to be the superstar i don't know amari's scaring me i I look at the box score and it's just like, are his knees? I mean, because that was the reason why the Suns will give him the contract, right? Are his knees? Is he is he heading that penny direction? Um, I mean, I put on Twitter. I think I, they won that game against the Mavericks, but I think I put R.I.P. Amari as a star? Question mark. I remember that. Yeah, because I mean, like when he first got there, he was he was the man, homie. <laughs> right, he was killing it. Yeah, right, and like now. You know, it was all good just a week ago. And now, like, his stat lines, I mean, the the one against the, the Celtics wasn't bad. It was, like, 12, 13 points, 11 rebounds. But I don't know. Like, I, I would – I first of all, I paid not an iota of, t- of attention to what Nick fan says. Because <laughs> let them tell it, you know, they need to get – Kobe should have should have came to the Knicks when his contract was up. LeBron should have came. D. Rose shouldn't have signed an extension. So, but – but I mean, like, if 
if I'm Amari now, those were I thought that was those were true whispers that Amari was going to be traded. Mm. Um, as they as Lynn started to ascend, and then Carmelo was coming back. All the talk was, well, do you trade Amari for Dwight and Tyson? Do you give up Tyson and, and Amari for Dwight Howard? Mm. And you get back like Jameer Nelson, and I'm like, <sighs> if I'm Amari, I'm going to the front office and I'm tearing it up. Mm. Like, look, I I started this. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the uncle from from Friday. I started this barbecue business. I started this b- b- barbecue. How dare you try to get rid of me? You know, like I would be, I would be heated. Right. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, but That's but Jalen, like I said, I I enjoy I enjoy watching them play. I enjoy them splitting the double teams and and the reason you're seeing teams be successful against dude is now people are starting to get well, I don't want to say a blueprint, but they're learning his tendencies. Like sure. I just. I just read like he likes to go. He likes to go right. So or was it left? Uh, I have to look at their report again. But he likes to go right. Actually, left. Yes. I'm sorry. Is left, it left? left? I thought it was right, but okay. Eh, I'll find it. I'll find it. But um, but whichever way he likes to go, he goes that way seventy percent of the time. Okay. And so teams now are trying when they come out to 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 uh, double team him off that screen, off that screen and roll. They try to run. They're trying to force him. I think it's right. They're trying to force him to his right because he's not strong on that side. Okay. Um, and so, like, you know, they're making teams are now putting more athletic guys on him. I would love to see Braun against against Lane. I think he would eat his lunch like he does D. Rose. You didn't see you didn't see when they played him? They played the Heat uh like a week ago. You but see I didn't see when I saw it, I just saw Chalmers eating his lunch. Everybody did. Saw, Chalmers, yeah. Cole, Braun got him a few times though. But yeah, but I want to see like extended crunch time like he did D Rose, which I still say is unfair. It I is. I mean, this is the greatest athlete. That's always been my my take from, you know, Bron shutting down Rose in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. He's six eight two seventy and runs like a man who's six eight two thirty. He's supposed to. <laughs> He's what, supposed exactly. to shut down Rose, right? What is the what is he supposed to do at six feet six feet one? What is he gonna do with that man? Right. But I don't know. But yeah, but. Like I said, man, like, please, you know, Asian American community, um, eat it up, eat it up. Like you, you deserve this. And like, I've seen some articles from people who are Asian American who have, you know, have said, you know, I felt I, 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 it, from a sports standpoint, they've always felt like they were the inferior uh, race when it comes to sports, mm. especially in sports like basketball. You know, like there's not, I mean, obviously in baseball, they have a nice representation uh, overseas with Japan. Um, I mean, if you look at the Little League, Chinese Taipei always killing it. Um, the Chinese team is always killing it. Like, yeah, you know oh, yo, like remember, that. I mean, lest we not forget that the Chinese team stumped out Georgetown about six months ago. <laughs> stumped them dudes out. Thought they, they, came in, they came in there thinking it was sweet. I was like, nah, fam. They did. They did. Wow. I totally forgot about that. Now I got to go YouTube. Oh, that, that was as hilarious. Soon as a, homie was tossing was chairs. Yeah, they tossed chairs. They jumped. They jumped a couple dudes. It was like six on two. Man, how you going to another country? Just, they, but anyway. Lit up. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, obviously they have a good representation in baseball. And then you want to play on the stereotypes that they're, you know, that they're the smart guys and that they're, you know, your doctors and, and, Things like that, but like that, yeah, sure. 
But soak it up, soak it up. Like that's what we did with Tiger. We sure did. When Tiger won the when Tiger won the Masters. You couldn't tell us nothing. Cats was going to the golf course all day. And Tim's all day. Tim's tall tees, baggy jeans, and a fitted cock to the side. Talking about Tiger, Tiger Woods, yeah. y'all. You know what I mean? So I mean, like, enjoy it. Like I don't, I don't deny that, but don't use his success to further your your agendas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy that story. It's it's a great. story. What do you think about rappers using the Jeremy Lin? Have you seen that? Uh, I know Jen did <laughs> That's what I was Because <laughs> the funny part was, I kid you not, and I should have screenshotted it. One tweet under me was from a guy who, you know, of course, nobody really knows that, you know, Jen has, you know, moved to Hong Kong and is, you know, rapping for Jesus and doing all that stuff. Nobody really knows right. that on a grand scale. Um, so one tweet, the guy was like, this is the perfect opportunity for Jen to come out with a song called Jeremy Lin or something like that. The next tweet right above it was somebody retweeting <laughs> Jen's leak. I was like, yo, you cannot be serious. Like, st- I, I don't like, I don't like overly, if you're an artist, an artist's job, to me, my conviction is that I have to be creative with whatever it is that I do. So, yes. you know, it's really easy to jump on a bandwagon and say, all right, so what's hot right now? Okay, uh, Jordans. So I'm going to make a song called, you know, Jordans. I got my Jordans on them or something like that. The, to me, that's that's very, um, it's easy. It's the simple route. So right. when you, as an artist, when you put out a song and it's, you know, due to Jeremy Lin or something like that, like, it's, and you're Asian, like, really? I mean, but... <laughs> It, to to that point, I mean, he could do that because he's Asian. Like he yeah. had, it's within his rights, yeah. and it's just it, it just goes back to the whole use of the word chink. Like in the Asian, I mean, Jeremy Lin, like he had. I don't know if you saw that blog post where when he was like high middle school or high school, actually like fifteen, sixteen, he had like some social networking page and his Zong- username his Zonga was, page. Yeah, yeah, was Chinkbala eighty eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, it's just like within the American community in the N-word. Like, we feel like that's our word. Like, we it's ours. You can't have it. You can't say it. Right. So, I mean, I think um, somebody like, I'm surprised Papoose hasn't done a Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo. Yo. Yeah, he, he got one on the way. Or he did it. A case slate was like, nah, don't put that out yet or something. I'm surprised that has not happened. So, I mean, like. I would expect, I think, as a New York rapper or an Asian rapper, like, you can, you get kind of a pass from me. Okay. I may not co-sign, like, I may not, like, you know, be retweeting that joint, like, yo, you need to peep this, but at least I'll let you slide with it, you know, with a Jeremy right. Lin song. Um, but other than that, nah, nah, stay away. Don't do it. Yo, you're stupid. Okay, so since we're on the subject of rappers and music, um... And this is Clock Radio Speakers, and you are yourself an MC. Like you, I saw uh, a while back, you had the chance to go to uh, the Club Paradise tour, right? Yes, sir. That was last Thursday. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, who now who was on the bill besides Drake? Um, you had Chase and Cash. Uh, you had uh, ASAP Rocky, um, and you had Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And so that was it. That was then Drake, obviously. Okay. Well, yeah. That, I mean, three three opening acts. I mean, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope 
that that would be it. That's three opening acts is kind of crazy, uh, especially like young cats, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so what what did you? I, I'm curious because I, I saw Kendrick Lamar about six months ago at a club out here in Columbus, and he tore it down. Um, he didn't really do all the songs that I wanted him to do, but he had energy, breath control, crowd participation, crowd was eating out of his hands. It was dope. Now, how? First, we'll just start with him. How did he do in uh in Can? It was in Kansas City, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. So, like, how did, was was the crowd? Was the crowd? Let me ask this first. Was the crowd familiar with any of the artists besides Drake? Um. I, w- I would say I have to withhold my opinion on Chase because I miss him at the concession stand. Um, husbandly <laughs> duty, like my wife had like the perfect timing. We got there like super early. Um, first of all, my first time ever being to a non-Christian concert. That was my first time ever doing this. Okay. Um, so I had to put that out there. Um, so and that was a whole different world, not in a bad way, but definitely in like in a in a good way, just observation wise. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, so I, she waits like to eight o'clock and she goes, I'm hungry. Cause we had really, we hadn't eaten all day. So I missed him at the session. Um, but Kendrick, we're talking about, it's probably that mug sold out. So it's probably like 13,000 in there. Wow. Okay. Um, it was his second time in Kansas city. He came, uh, with, uh, tech nine on the strange tour. Who that Kendrick um, did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, second time in KC, but the crowd loved it. I mean, they like everything that you said. They loved it. Um, and for me, for the other three artists, um, Kendrick is the only artist who I had material from. I had uh, Section 80. Okay. Bought Section 80. Didn't like it. Oh, wow. I did not like Section 80. I was like, it's all right. Like, it's cool. Um, high power, cool, rigor mortis. Okay, whatever. Um, but he made me like everything. Mm. Like, um a dude that uh, Dre, Dre Senior, he's on Twitter. You, you and him kind of tweet yeah, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, 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 Dre Senior. Yeah. Um, that's my dude. Like we're best friends, so we went together. You know, me and uh, us and our wives, or whatever. And so um, he was like, "Yeah, I put, I had him on Spotify, but I took him out." Like we looked at each other. Like I'm like, I'm listening to this album as soon as I leave. Wow. Um, and he's like, I'm put. He went while he was performing. He pulled up um, Section 80 and was putting it back on his Spotify playlist. Wow. I mean the the interlude from uh for Drake's album. Oh, he did that. It. He did that. That was his opener. Wow, that was his opener. That's smart. Okay, duh. And I didn't. And that was a joint I didn't feel. And nah. it was just like, but when he did it live, crowd got amped. He killed it. Crowd participation. Uh, he did P and Patron. Um, I think this song is actually called Feel Alright. So my bad. <laughs> no, it's no. It's called the first one. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but um, but he did that joint. Um, what else did he do? Dang, did he do rigor mortis? He had to do rigor mortis. I think he did do rigor mortis. Um, he also did. I gotta pull that joint up. Oh snap! Why am I blanking out on it? Hold up, I'm pulling it up on my on my iPhone real quick. Cause I can't think of the name of the title. Uh, there we go. Section eighty. ADHD. That's what okay, he did. ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to say he did a, a little bit of FU ethnicity too. Yeah, he, I think he did. Might he might have did his first verse from that. Yeah, he opened with but, um, FU ethnicity at, at the joint I went to. So okay. But yeah, but like he, like I said, crowd participation. He had him hype. Um, to me, that was the performance of the night because I knew Drake was going to kill it. Um, and like I said, out of the out of the three that opened, he made me. Like I said, on my way home, I was pulling up Section 80 to listen to it again. And now, 
I'm a fan. Like I'm I'm waiting for more Kendrick Lamar stuff to drop now. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because of his performance. Um ASAP, yeah. That's Doc's that's yeah. Doc's boy. Doc love him some yeah. ASAP. Yeah, I mean like he basically him and, and the ASAP crew just basically screamed. Uh <laughs> one of those joints. Yeah, you know, um and so I went back over the weekend and listened to some of his uh you know, pretty flacco, um, purple swag, demons. Um yeah, I mean he's okay to me. Like it's it's not somebody that at this point that I'm checking Got for it. for down the line. Um like I said, I miss Chase uh at the concession stand, so I'm gonna have to get his project and check it out. The beat sounded nice, you know. Yeah, I got a couple Chase and Cash beat tapes. His beats are retarded. His beats are really so, yeah, those from what I can hear, those sounded pretty nice. Um, as far as Drake himself, um, to me, he was consummate professional. Um, I, I learned a lot from his performance. Probably my favorite part is when he stopped to to kind of shine the spotlight on the crowd, you know, to point out people. Ah, uh, okay. um, yeah. Yes, um, Just before. say, oh, I see you up there in the blue, blah, blah, blah. I see you, my love, I see you. Um, I think one thing that shocked me was the diversity of the crowd. Okay. I was not expecting that. Um, <clears throat> white white people black people all races um like a white guy was in the front with his wife like mid 50s mid 50s 60s wow like at a drake concert and i saw several middle-aged white people like i was just like wow you know i saw older lady lady like she had just left church you know had her sunday's best on (laughs) had her sunday pantsuit on to go to the drake concert wow um, so I mean, like the diversity. Somebody brought like the little four-year-old child to wow. the I didn't think, yeah, because I mean, he did, he pointed him out like, "Yo, you having a good time, little man?" He's like, "Man, it's past your bedtime, ain't it?" I mean, so, um, but he did. He started out with a dope. Um, the band started out with Lord Knows. A word. I yeah. would love to hear that live. Man, and um, he started like, oh shoot. Probably the part it's around that part where he goes trying to find the right way to do the wrong yeah. things. He started a little bit before that. I think it's like where the beat breaks down before it goes back into Lord Knows again for that latter half of his verse. Before yeah, because that verse is like fifty-two bars, yeah. so probably about twenty-something bars. In. Yeah, but then he had like the choir, their faces show up on the screen. Okay, so like they're singing the Lord Knows and whatever they say. You know, I still yeah. If somebody could give me, somebody could let me know what they're saying. I I don't. I think it's in the sun. Will I believe? But I I don't. I don't know. If somebody could tell me what they're singing, I sure would appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah, he started off with that, and that was crazy dope, crazy dope way to start it off. Um, did most of his joints from Take Care. Um, oh man. Oh, yeah, but you're a big Drake fan, right? I am. I am a Drake stan. Like, when you... I, I admit that. I have no problem saying I'm a Drake stan. Like, when you were kicking the joint about how Cash Money or YM, YM was pretty much behind him when uh, when So Far Gone came out, I refused to believe it because I believe he was a product of his own success. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that doesn't exist in, in, in the music business. Not really. But Yeah, but, like, when after uh, Comeback Season came out, I was telling Cash, like, yo... Yeah, that's when I got on to him. I was like, "Yeah, like yeah. this cat gonna this cat gonna do something." Yeah, and actually, I always shout to my little brother because my little brother he watched the Grassy, and that's how he <laughs> found out. Hey, he found out. Hey, I watched the Grassy too for a little bit. Hey, when he became wheelchair, Jimmy was pretty emotional. You know, like that was that was a crazy episode. But I digress. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, but yeah, but he told me like, yo, the uh, light skinned cat from the grass, he rapping now. And so then I found room uh, for improvement, and then I found comeback season like, had just dropped at that time. Okay. And so then like after I heard those two back to back, I was telling people I was like, yo, y'all need to watch out for this cat. Like he's gonna be phenomenal. Um, and then, you know, so far gone, the rest was history. So, but yeah, he did a lot of joints. Did like one joint. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Joint. It's okay from Take Care. I mean, not from Take Care. From so far gone. Um, he did this joint with Waka. Round of applause. Okay. Um, he did his verse from Stay Scheming. Okay. Which is the first time I heard that verse. Actually, That's the I, first time you heard that. I, the first time I listened to Stay Scheming. Like you, you've been kind of on a on a hiatus from rap, and I have been at least in the listening aspect, uh, the both Christian and secular. Like I have not <clears throat> been. Listen to everything. I just been hearing people running around, you know, talking about you wasn't shooting me, shooting with me in the gym. Yeah. And then after I heard it like that that weekend, that's all I said. Yeah, like that was that was that was the thing for like two weeks. People still saying it now, and I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. That came out like in in like December. Let it go. It's over. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, but uh, it was he put on a really good show. Like, um, anytime he comes, like I might be willing to go as far as Chicago to see. Wow. To see Drake perform, like that—that that was that was really dope. Wow. Um, all the other cats I really want to see right now, outside of Kendrick, um, I now I, when Watch the Throne came, I should have went. Uh, probably one of the one of the bigger regrets I'll have is not going to that concert. Um, cause I don't think kid. I don't think Kanye can top Glow in the Dark. Did you go? Did you go to Glow in the Dark? No, no, and that's the reason why I said I would never miss another Kanye concert if he came. I would go to Chicago to see Ye. That would probably be impossible with that man in his home city. Yeah. But, like, if I want to say that Glow in the Dark might have went to St. Louis. I wouldn't doubt it. But It went like, to Seattle. If it went to Seattle, it went to St. Louis. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would go pretty much in, anywhere in the state of Missouri to check him out. Wow. So, yeah, I miss. I hate I missed that, though. Miss both of those. Glow in the Dark. Ye, okay. First off. I actually hit the wrong button. All right, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, first off, like, Lupe performed. Mm -hmm. Lupe was just, he started on time. Sweet Jesus, he started on time. Huge. The show started at 7.30. 7.31, the lights went down. Um, and it was just him, Bishop G, uh, his DJ, and Nicky Jean. Oh, God, Nicky Jean. <laughs> so Nicky Jean was on stage. We had perfect seats. I mean, we were like, the first row up directly in front of the stage. So we were like right below the sound man. Um, when Kanye came to perform, everybody came from backstage and was like right below us watching them perform. So I saw Nikki up close, saw Lupe, saw, you know, I didn't see Rihanna, but I saw like Pharrell that came out and all that. So um, anyway, Lupe tore it down to have an absolutely because Rihanna had Rihanna and NARD and Kanye had crazy theatrics, but Lupe just had a couple mics and a DJ and had the, the crowd eating out the palm of his hands. This is right when Superstar was crazy. Mm, so yeah. he killed it. I still haven't seen a Lupe. Lupe's on my bucket list to see because from what I hear, he puts on an amazing show. Um, I don't know if I want to go see like, you know, pro righteous Lupe. I'm not sure if I want to go see him in concert, um, <laughs> but whatever. Um, the NERD came out. And ERD was cool. They didn't do any of the records I wanted them to do. They they focused a lot on 
uh, their new material at that time. Seeing Sounds hadn't come out yet, so they were performing. They did like Spaz, and they did uh, like a few records that everybody knows that people really weren't familiar with. But I wanted them to do more stuff from In Search of and um, uh, was the second album called uh, whatever the second album was called. Um, but they didn't really do that, so I was kind of disappointed. Then Rihanna comes out. Rihanna has like 50 dancers on stage. She, it looks like the MC Hammer show. I was looking for the guy with the tall, hot top fade. Couldn't find him. Um, <laughs> everything was glowing in the dark. Everybody had a glow in the dark theme. So at some point, they showed something that was glowing in the dark, whether it was, you know, Rihanna's people had body paint and like glow sticks. Um, you know, Lupe had like a jacket and, you know, I forgot what NERD had. They just might have had like glow in the dark lights or something like that. So. Rihanna comes out. She does all these theatrics. She she can't really sing well live, um, but you know this. Uh, yeah, this was like "Don't Stop the Music" era. So mm. you know it was grown men when doom 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 doom. Grown men got up. Grown <laughs> like not even like you know normally that would be a, a homosexual you know something like that. But like no 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 straight men with their girlfriends was like nah that's my song and got up and was dancing. Yo, um, hold up. I got to stop real quick because that's something like, okay, I, I listen. I have a Beyonce's four album. Okay. I really enjoy it. I yeah, like the album is dope. Um, and I think I saw a countdown live Uh-oh. and like, I'm looking at dudes like, like you said, just go wild and crazy. Yeah. And I'm just like, can I really do that? <laughs> like, could I go to a concert? You know, I mean, like, like you said, if it's with your girl. You know what I'm saying? It's with your girl. You kind of dancing in the, in the seat with your girl. Okay, cool. But can I just stand up if my wife is sitting as she sings Countdown and just be like counting down and just be going bananas? I'm like, I don't know. But my bad. I just had to interject that. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. Yo, you're stupid. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, Rihanna, do, Rihanna does her thing. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of eh. But, you know, she catered to her crowd. Kanye. Okay, Kanye's on stage. First off. Kanye's on stage for two hours. He does a two-hour show. He does a story in between the songs. He starts off with, I mean, like hearing, hearing, okay, Flashing Lights is my favorite Kanye West song. Hearing Flashing Lights with played by a band and then mm. transition into I Wonder. Mm. Like, yo, I lost, like, I, I, I believe I lost it. Like, I had one of those, <laughs> like, when I'm like, you like shriek. Like, I had one of those moments. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. But, yo, I mean, like, I mean, Kanye, at that point, you know, I don't want to say he couldn't lose. But, I mean, that that concert was nothing short of amazing. You know, for somebody to follow his career, you know what I'm saying, back from the the Chicago the Chicago days and it was just him and GLC and like from that to now like it's just it's crazy um, but yeah I, I would definitely at this point I don't want to see another Kanye West concert because that was just like the concert to end all concerts for me it's crazy yeah and I probably shouldn't because I don't I mean I don't know if I want to see a women's sweater wearing Kanye now in concert <laughs> like that yeah I don't I, I I'm cool off Watch the Throne because I don't need to hear niggas in Paris 27 times. Yeah. I don't need to hear yeah. that again. I mean, as much as I I loved it when I first heard it, you're right, like eight times in a row, it's just like, okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. 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 Now I realize that it. they did it because they was trying to get footage for the video. Should I make sure they got all their shots in? Yeah. 
Like, get out of here. But they did like 30. Then how many cities they go to? Bro, a lot. I, I would say, I mean, they're, they're, they're overseas right now. I want to say it, it was at least in the 20s. Yeah, I'm like, it was a lot of cities. So you telling me if you did 27, I don't know why the number sticks out. Maybe that's how many they went to. If you do 27 cities, you couldn't get enough footage. Y'all wearing the same thing basically every, almost every performance. Yeah. The crowd knows the words of the song. So it's not like, you know, it, Prince William to do it right. If you ask me, if I was him, you telling me that, that the KC crowd didn't know Mary Kate Nashley? No. You know, it, and and the Boston crowd didn't know that. Like, come on. No. So they didn't. So yeah, you didn't have to do that, you know, eighty million times just to make your video. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't you know, they have two day video shoots and stuff like that. You know, the goal is to have more footage than what you need, so I get it, but you know, I'm nitpicking. <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I don't know. I don't know. If if uh if like I said, if they come to if Yay comes to St. Louis. I'm more of a Yay guy than a J guy. Okay. Um, because I, I um, growing up in the church, you know, was told all secular music is evil. Uh. Um, so that that had me conflicted looking at my Boys and Men CD. <laughs> like, how could these tender harmonies be anything but angelic? You know what? But but, uh, but when I Kanye's uh, late registration was the first secular album I picked up like from 2000 to 2003 from fall of 2003 to to 2004 I should say to the spring of 2004 I knew nothing of what of what dropped like that whole time period musically is dead to wow me. that's one of my favorite periods in music too I love the yeah, early so, the early 2000 early to late early 2000s yeah it's one of my favorite times in music so so yeah, that's is why this is why I listen to you guys' show because you guys like you catch me up on the on these entire errors that oh, I've missed. So that's why yeah. the need for a Kanye retrospective is so dire, apparently. Um, my 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 dude Dre asked for that. Um, I'm I'm a Kanye fan, so I would love to to hear it. Um, because like I I think dude is one of the most talented cats of our generation. Um. Uh, I remember the first time I heard oh, flashing lights for the very first time, and all I did was just sit at my desk and just play it. Um, I thought the song was that dope. Yeah, that song was incredible. Um, so I mean, like I, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely not gonna tell you guys not to do it. I'm interested in this big crit uh, retrospective. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. Um, Cause he and I love. Crit was here. He loves Return of Forever. I think Return of Forever, I don't want to say it was terrible, but I didn't like it aside from like maybe four or five songs. See, I'm going to listen to Crit was here again because it was forgettable for me. Wow. But like Return of Forever, that's my joint. Nah. I that's my Return joint. Return of Forever sounded too much like an Outcast album to me. It was too... It was too Dungeon Family-ish. Like, he was obviously going from that era. Like, obviously, you can hear the influences of Outkast and UGK and 8-Ball and MJG in his music, but it's not like, hey, here's the 8-Ball and MJG song. It's not obvious. Right. Um, but with that one, to me, it came off as a little too, like, contrived. Like, he was trying too hard, thinking about Crit Was Here, as opposed to making a new, something brand new that people would enjoy, as opposed to, uh, you know, Forever in a day, which was more like a. <clears throat> he, this is just where I am, and I'm making like you can tell that that forever in a day was made for him, and it wasn't made for the public. It's very introspective, very personal, uh, more personal than any of his other work. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, next week's episode is going to be uh, retarded. Uh, last thing, last thing. We're going to jump back to sports, then we're going to get out of here. Um, we're going to go NFL real quick. So mm-hmm. as of like two hours ago, Peyton is, is no longer with the uh, – the uh the Colts, the Colts really see I'm behind on Twitter like Twitter's where I get all my information so I found on ESPN ESPN actually shocked me for once and um you know announced something before broke something before Yahoo Sports or Twitter or whatever so um yeah as of as they're gonna do a press conference tomorrow and uh but yeah he's done in uh, in Indiana and they were showing the video did you see the video of him throwing yeah that little grainy <clears throat> yeah. Um, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I don't get that because I, I mean, you you would assume that maybe eighty percent, seventy percent of the general public, if you're in the NBA, if you're in the NBA, if you're working in professional sports, you're probably making enough money to where you can afford a smartphone. And my phone is very outdated, but I can record in seven twenty, <laughs> and and ten eighty. Is is becoming the standard now. So that's your cell phone footage. Is like flip phone footage. I had that did like that was a razor, like yeah. second generation <laughs> razor. Oh man, remember the, the razors <laughs> and the chocolates? Like yo, uh, I thought I was the man. You can tell me nothing when I got a razor. Man, listen. <laughs> okay, so where do you think? <laughs> so where do you think uh, Peyton's gonna go? Like what? What's what's? Do you agree with them? Uh, parting ways like does this work best for anybody does this benefit anybody and then where do you think he's gonna go um wow I think it work. it does benefit um the Colts because they're starting over they're rebuilding they're I mean it I don't think Reggie Wayne's gonna be back I know they're trying to get Robert they're trying to work on a deal with Robert Mathis but I think some of their vets are gone and I think they're starting over um and it's with superstars, I mean, you see it with with Jordan. Um, I don't know the Lakers because they're the Lakers. They're always able to get key free agents, so you might not see it with them. But like for teams who've had superstars who've been there their entire careers, the Bulls never really drafted anyone who threatened Jordan. Mm. They never drafted anyone who who could come in and take his slot. Mm-hmm. Um, they just drafted these weak two guards <laughs> that they hoped would pan out. Um, so you don't want that that Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers situation because Peyton is a competitive dude. So if you get Andrew Luck and you bring back Peyton, Peyton is like, I'm not stop. If if he's if Peyton's mindset is I'm fully healthy, you're prying this starting spot from my cold dead hand. Sure. And you just don't want that. Like you don't want that that type of tension. You don't want that Montana Young tension, that Favre Rodgers tension. So it's best for them to start over. And in terms of who he will go with, wow, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I that's the great unknown. Um, the 49er fan in me would like to see them take a shot. No, uh, I mean y'all y'all not confident in Alex Smith. I know he kind of bombed in that in the the last quarter of that playoff game, but you know, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Um, Short passes, bro. The book is still out on Aaron, on not Aaron, on uh, Alex. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He, I mean, he played great against the Saints, but that Giants defense, and they need better receivers, um, yeah. honestly. But the thing is, Peyton, I mean, he had Marvin. He had Reggie. Um, you know, Dallas Clark, Marcus Pollard, when he was there for a little bit. Um, you know, he's had good targets, but he can turn, he can make water into wine. Like, he's that good. Mm. Um, so, I mean, 
I don't know. Um, I know there have been some talk about Kansas City being interested. Oh, my God. I hope he does not because that would be terrible. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I root for the Chiefs to do well, but I'm I'm probably not a what you would consider a Chiefs fan. Okay. And the, the, the amount of expectation and the hyperbole that would follow Peyton Manning signing to Kansas City, and if they don't, like, make it to the Super Bowl – like Kansas City is really depressing when the Chiefs lose. Um, so <laughs> yeah, like much like Ohio is when the uh, when the Buckeyes lose. Like it's 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 bad out here. Um, wait, but who isn't uh what's his name quarterback for the Chiefs? Uh, Homie from that was that was in New England. Orton or or Castle. Castle, yeah. Matt, Matt Castle is very inconsistent. That's the best way I can put it. I've been to several been to several games. And like if if you've been to an NFL game, it's not it's it's not as good as watching it on TV because you don't get the benefit of replay of, of every of the replay of every uh, play that happens. But there will be plays where like Dwayne Bowe or Steve Breston would be wide open, and he just would miss him. He would he would miss him. He wouldn't see him. He would throw it to somebody who was double covered. Um, just or he would stare down like one guy, and so the entire defense is encircling this one player, and he still tries to fit it in there. Um, so he's yeah, he's just inconsistent. Like I would rather have Kyle Orton mm. starting over over Kyle, and he's not that much better <laughs> consistency wise. So so their quarterback situation could be better. Wow. Um, and you basically had Todd Haley play a guy who was was trash. And basically had to get fired to get the guy to get them to play somebody different. I mean, because I don't think if they wouldn't have fired him, Tyler Palco would still be throwing stink bombs right now. So I don't know. I, I'm I, maybe Peyton goes to the the Jets. Uh, I know some I know some insiders are throwing out Miami. I don't know. I'm interested to see because I'm, I'm here in Arizona. Makes sense. It's a dome. You got Larry Fitzgerald, right? That those are the two. Those are the two factors that people keep saying. It's indoors, nice weather, and you've got one of the best receivers in the league. But I, once again, he doesn't need to me. Um, he doesn't need a superstar wide receiver. But the Chiefs make a lot of sense, though. They really do. If they get some good, they uh, Tony Moyaki was their uh, star rookie tight end towards ACL. Um, he'll be back. Um, Jamal Charles will be back from tearing his ACL. So, I mean, as long as they get a running back to get Thomas Jones out of here. Because that was another one of Haley's favorite guys who would love to just run right into the back of the center for like a half yard. Um, but, you know, I don't know. But that, that I'm interested to see what happens now that he's been released. Yeah. No so what you think, man? I don't know, man. I mean, you know what? To be honest, I, I really didn't focus on football this season because um, I'm a Rams fan and we suck. Um so to me, just kind of on the outside looking in, um, you know, I think Arizona would probably be the best fit just for that reason. He really doesn't have to change up much of his game. Um, and he has, um, I don't say a better core. I don't know how Arizona's O-line is. That's another factor that people aren't really, I don't really hear about because, you know, if you have 78 surgeries on your neck in a year, you know, my biggest fear, I fear for him personally because I don't want him to take a bad hit. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that now with this whole New Orleans Saints thing getting blown wide open, I think the league is going to be even softer now than it was oh, last year. I never thought about that. So oh, they're really, God. I mean, Goodell's probably going to, it's probably going to be two-hand touch next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, like that's the thing with Peyton. Like, can the O-line protect him from, you know, taking hits consistently? I don't know how many hits Peyton can take you know of course anybody excuse me anybody can look good you know if you're just scrimmaging there's no defense out and it's just you and a ball and two receivers like of course you're gonna look good you're you're a quarterback you're one of the greatest you know season quarterbacks it's always playoffs but you know he's one of the, he's one of the best quarterbacks of our generation like Agreed. without question Agreed. so you know but put put him under the lights under an O-line against a defensively tough team, against the Ravens, against the Steelers, against something like that? Like, how is he going to fare? I don't know. Um, That should be his biggest concern. I'm just hoping that he's not lying to himself and saying he's fine, but then he's one hit away from being a paraplegic. You know, so it's it's, it's interesting. But, yeah, you know, Goodell's going to shut the league down. It's over. It's a wrap. I totally do not. I'm a – if they get any weaker on – some of these rough in the passer penalties. I may Man, have to listen. stop watching football. Man, listen. Yeah, they be they they this last season was bad, son. Like, I mean, you can't help to hit some of those yes, yeah, some of those hits were intentional. And I get that. If it's a blatantly intentional hit, then sure. You know, fine them, penalty flags, all that. I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But like anytime you hit them. Like you might be aiming for his 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 pads and he ducks and you yeah. hit him in the head and you still get penalized for that. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. And the fact that the offensive player can use his head as a weapon. Like when he like running backs. Right. Running backs can lower their head and lower and try to, you know, and lower the boom on you, but you can't do it to them. Um and I mean there were instances where perfectly like perfect sound technique textbook hit. And you want to you want to throw a flag and say nah that's that's fifteen yards it's like what right yeah, I don't like the I don't like the way you fell on top of it. what right what are you like you about? Can, you like you can control how you fall exactly exactly so, that's wow. crazy yeah man so we we shall see uh, we'll go ahead and uh and uh and wrap up this week's episode a one you got anything going on man any any projects anything you doing um that that you want to let people know about. Um, I guess be on the lookout. I'm starting to work on my first album. Well, technically second, but the first one doesn't count because it was uh, very young, dumb, dumb and stupid. Um, so I'm calling this my my official first project. Um, I'm getting into product, looking into some production. Um, so I hate to say this, but if you listen and you are good in that area, hit me up on Twitter um, at a one the LP. Um, and that's all letters, so A one V L P or A one T help for those. Who that's make. what I thought your name was forever. I was like, who's A one Telp? Like, what is? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So I'm working on my first project. Um, it's called Magnum Opus, and not because I think it's going to be the greatest thing you ever heard, but um, but you know that's the name of the project. If, we, I, if you want to know what why I named it that, you can hit me up off off offline or something, and I can explain you why I named it that. But um, but yeah, I got that dropping. So um, be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm also 
I'm trying to get on my Armand, man. Like I really am. I'm not a I'm not a quantity writer. I just can't. I can't like like I admire you for the way that you can like put together a three day weekend or the way that you can put together. What was the joint you did? Was it 27? 27. I did 27 in two days. In two days, yeah. The fact that you can put those projects together like that, like I, I admire that. So that's not me. But this year, I'm definitely trying to get on that type of grind. Um, I hate. I shouldn't say grind. That's like one of the. That's one of the buzzwords. Yes, Yo, I broke the we, rules. me and Doc, me and Doc are gonna rules. find a. Yeah, I, I, put the fi- put the money in the tip jar. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm trying to get that work ethic. I should say. Um, and. Uh, so I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to also come out with an EP called Son of the Fall, um, born in September. Um, it's kind of inspired by the, the the wacky weather we had this year. Um, so Son of the Fall EP and then uh, First Amendment Volume 2, um, okay. Kill Your Television. Uh, three projects that two, I want to drop those two this year, the first two this year, and that, that uh, mixtape um, that I actually want to be a real mixtape this time. I have a DJ hosted and mix and all that stuff uh, and scratch. That'd be for 2013. So that's what I'm, like I said, working on prayerfully. Um, definitely keep me lifted on that. Keep me your thoughts. Hopefully I can put out something that uh, I'm a, I'm a, what our mind says, a rapper for Jesus. Um, so um, like, hopefully I can drop something that is relevant to both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be just strictly a church dude that's needed, that's necessary. But I also want to do something for, you know, for those who don't know, try to answer some questions, try to be a guy, try to be a light. So, sure, that's me, man. All right, no doubt. So, a one, want to thank you for having on the show, having you on the show. Uh, fantastic show. Uh, if you guys want to hit us up, um, you said yeah on Twitter. Uh, give them your Twitter name again. It's a one vlp a one t help. If that helps you, okay. um, follow me if you want to just hit me talk about sports mostly. Um, some I get into a little bit of religion and some of the hot topics of our day. So follow me, man. Yeah, he's one of the people that I crack jokes with on a daily basis. There's probably like 15 of us that just crack jokes all day uh, yeah. on Twitter. Sorry. Um, yeah, so clockradiospeakers.com, facebook.com slash clockradiospeakers. Um, use the hashtag clockradiospeakers if you want to talk about this show. Uh, my Twitter at Armand, A R M O N D, wake up. And uh, every Sunday on dpsradio.com from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And on that note, thank everybody for tuning in. Doc will be back next week. We will do the Big Crit Retrospective. And uh, y'all enjoy the rest of your week, man. Peace.